apologize. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> all the things you got made fun of for in high school. So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Oh, Don Bacon sounds a little bit different this week, but that's okay. I, I, I leave for a week and we redub the intro? Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's still not done yet. That's extreme, just wait. It's not. It's not done. I'm going to let it play because it's. Uh, that was only a minute and twelve out of the seven minutes and two seconds that's on. Oh, you're going to hear in about two minutes or some more random audio <laughs> uh, of our new narrator because apparently I forgot them on the timeline when I. Oh no! Is it, it? It's not the one I'm thinking of. I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to pause it anyway. Packet. I think that was packet number nine. And okay. This is packets like seven and eight got dumped in there. Okay. Then I'm. I'm just going to. I'm going to pause it anyway, uh, just mm-hmm. so that uh, you know we. Um, you know, no, nothing happens that uh, we don't want any malfunction at the junctions. And... Kids, when you're exporting your edited uh, stuff, you should always make sure your timeline is clean. Yeah, always make so sure to clean your time. File doesn't somehow become a seven-minute file, and then your file's too big to send over Discord. It happens. Well, yeah, it happens. Well, you know what day it is. You're excited. I'm excited. Koran is as even keeled as he always is because it is everybody's favorite day. It's all new talk nerdy to me day. It's Wednesday. Unless you're listening on a day that's not Wednesday. I don't know. Is that the cure? Is that. Well, wait no more. Don't wait for Wednesday anymore. Wednesday is here. It is an all-new episode of Talk Nerdy to me, and uh, I get to play this one one more uh, because it's happening again this week. Oh, yeah. You know it. Hit it, Rockapella. Sing it home, kids. <laughs> you know the words. There's only three of us this week. Julian. San Diego. Did we ever figure out where the fuck this place is at? No, no, Julian, we didn't. We did not, Julian. No, no we don't. He's still stuck. He's stuck like in, if you remember that episode of The Simpsons, uh, my favorite episode of The Simpsons with all the baseball players. Um, and uh, Ozzy Smith gets stuck in that bottomless pit. And he's just like falling and it's like this big spiral behind him. And he's like, oh, ooh. And he takes a picture of the E equals MC squared that's floating by him. And he just keeps on falling. Yeah, that's where Julian is right now. He's just falling down a bottomless pit with a camera he around his have, neck. He may have accidentally random, random <laughs> reference. You like that? Yeah. I really did. I really did. 
He might have wound up in the Upside Down. He or... might have. He's in the Lego set, the Upside Down Lego set, which if you have a chance to go to the uh, Nashville Lego store at Opry Mills Mall, they have one set up, and it's amazing. Um, yeah, sorry for the random reference. Uh, I have th- This is the first time in my life that I can remember that I have a summer cold. So I have been on DayQuil for like four days, and it's finally... Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought, and then I'll go. I was going to say, I, 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 like, today is the first day that I feel like it's it's on its way out, and I think tomorrow is going to be, like, my first day back to normal. This is the most normal I've sounded. Uh, when I've been texting people this week, I've been using the speak-to-text, and it's been getting every word wrong because I've, I, like, I'm, I'm trying to say words, but I've got, you know, uh, some some blockage in my nasal passages, so uh, it keeps messing up words so this is the most normal i've sounded all week so i think tomorrow is probably going to be back to normal but the the point i've brought up is apparently when it goes from 64 to 90 every day for 13 days and then downpours all the time yep it's gonna fuck with your sinuses yeah especially when i have to be out in it every day driving around uh so you know it's a thing but no worries no worries nothing no no summer cold is gonna stop me from being back on the show and and bitching about stuff and being everybody's fourth favorite host. So. Oh wait, are you including Ferguson? Cause... Yes. Okay. Yes, I Ferguson's am. number one. Oh yeah, Ferguson is number course. one for sure. He is always. Such a good boy. <laughs> he is. Although we do one. have at least one guest spot planned for later this year that might just take all of us over. Like we might all be down a notch. I don't. I don't think I can get any further down the list, so I might Well I might get replaced. Like I might just be kicked off the show. Is that how it works? I think so. Yeah, if you it, it, like it, it's the uh, what below a fifth you're just off the show now. Yeah, yeah, cuz we only have room for uh, it's like the old T-Mobile Fave 5. <laughs> like if you're not in the Fave 5, like bro, you're not on the show. Like you're done. Yeah, we're, eventually we'll have to round it up to like the MySpace top 8. <laughs> It's just going to be, yeah, well, then what we're going to do is all eight of us are going to sit around one microphone in a shitty sounding bad acoustics room and rip off another more successful podcast. I feel like I've seen that before. Yeah. yeah. Say For five episodes and then we're going to just fucking stop. Man, how's the weather, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of weather alerts this week. Can we get a weather report? Oh, I don't think I can. Okay, fair, fair. Maybe, fair. maybe later. Maybe later if I'm feeling right. if I'm feeling froggy. Right. But uh, well, um, there's, a, there's a joke for about four people. Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing a show for four, and I'm okay with it. Like, sometimes those are the best, is when it's just a show for two or three or four. Um, you know, I every time we start talking about Pete Gas, it's just a show for like three, and it makes me laugh. But anyway, so, uh, can can I just can I take a moment? Yeah, yeah, sure. And pose a question. If you strike a pose, you can then pose a question. This has been struck. Give me, give me the Mister November pose, and then I will hear your question. What is going on with World Wrestling Entertainment right now? Um, like, hold on, I'm just gonna check out. Just like, what are you <laughs> hey, hey, you're in, know. you're in the Fantasy Wrestling League. You have a stake in this, even hey, though you dead. Fucking laugh. Because you won't trade Rey Mysterio. Um, 
Honestly, I might have forgotten it was there for a second. Oh, for the love of God. Yeah, if you're not trading and you're not part of like you, you're not out of it. You just need to make some smart trades. There hey, are some hey, good people out there. It's okay. I'm not upset about it. Yeah, you should be because the, whoever wins gets to rename the last place team for next season. So you don't want to be last. I'll be in it again next Yes, season. you will. I'm putting you in there. Clearly he proven I don't know enough about wrestling to be honest. You just, no, here's the problem. The only problem is you're just not actively trading. If you were actively trading, you would be in the hunt. It's true. Because that's, that's what it is. It's just about trading and, and just like staying up with like, if you picked one day every week, if you picked like every Thursday, you went in and you just made some trades and some moves, like you would be right back in it. Because it's still, it goes until August, so you're fine. Is, I don't know half these. That see that here's the best part is when you go to trade somebody, it when you pull down the drop down, it lists them in order of points that they've made this season. So you can just right. pick somebody towards the top. You're probably going to get some points, probably more right. points than Ray fucking Mysterio. Well, when I put him in, booyaka, booyaka, I sit on the shelf. You never mind. Okay. Then. I almost so, yeah. said Puyo What Kishan. the hell's going on with WWE, Karan? Tell me so I know what you're thinking. <laughs> so there were another like blood money pay per view. Yeah. And then they decided that that show was so well received. Better than Mania. You'll be doing the yeah. on par or if not exceeding WrestleMania. <laughs> Goldberg almost murdered the Undertaker. And yeah, they, apparently... they, they both they both deserve the blame for that one. True, but nothing looked as bad. Nothing Taker did looked as bad as that jackhammer. That jackhammer was awful. Um, I mean, it was it was straight yeah, up dog turd. Taker and Goldberg went on for what was local time, close to like one in the morning. Yeah, why would you? It do was that? like twelve forty. And even at 1240, I think the, the heat index was still like 92 degrees in the ring. I think at the beginning of the show, it was legitimately like 104 degrees, like in the ring. Just why? Why would you? Well, yeah, because $10 million. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10? <laughs> uh, yeah. $10 million per show. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You can up those numbers. Oh, is, is, it, uh, is it more per show than that? Well, it was like fifty million. Oh, geez. You also have to remember the, the person who's going to be reaping all that money doesn't have to leave an air conditioned room. So, yeah. What the fuck does he care? Yeah, he don't give no shits. So he's too the, busy the, squashing the, everybody's ideas. Yeah, dance monkeys dance. Yeah. I, I, so we'll receive. They decided to do pretty much nothing but fucking rematches at the pay per view that was on Sunday. And I've I, I've actually gone on record and said that show was better than I thought it was going to be. Well, see, that's how they uh, got around everybody saying, well, screw it, I'm not going to watch the, the Blood Money show. And WWE said, oh, fuck, yes, you will. We're going to rematch just about everything. Yeah, but here's the issue. They're still rematching everything. <laughs> well, yeah, because they've got a roster of like 112 people and they only use six. They, they, yeah, I'm going to rant about they sent the fucking, uh, they set up Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor in a feud through a batch backstage segment where Shinsuke didn't even say a single word. Well, you know that that barbarian can't speak English. <laughs> That's so. why he wasn't world champion. Yeah, so fuck him. I'm just kidding. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. I love Shinsuke. I mean, I was, I was there. I was in attendance for his first main roster house show. 
So, and he ho- like he did his little like uh, the the thing against the rail, like right where we were. It was fucking awesome. I love Shinsuke Nakamura, but yeah, that barbarian can't speak English, so kill his push. Yeah, apparently so. And it just it it, it made it makes no sense that like you have. Like, Finn Balor wasn't even on the show on Sunday. Finn Balor hasn't been on TV in, like, three weeks, aside from, like, he ran down and attacked Andrade, and then they never wrestled because, no, they wrestled at the the Blood Money show, but then they gave Andrade time off because that dude has had the worst fucking luck out of anyone I know. Yeah. His mother passed away during the show, and then the day after he went back on TV, his aunt died. Yeah, I mean, it's like him and Jim Ross have, like, the worst luck when it comes to family members and WWE programming. Actually, the single person who I say that has ever had the worst look, the worst celebrity I can think of is, and this is going to sound weird, is Celine Dion lost her husband and her brother to cancer within 24 hours. Yeah, that sucks. Um, makes no fucking sense. And there were 3,500, 3,500 people at Monday Night Raw. That doesn't seem like a lot. I've been to house shows. Like, Julian and I went to a house show last Easter, the <laughs> week before I was going to WrestleMania, that probably had 4,000 people at it. And that was a SmackDown house show. And the whole SmackDown being dicked over again thing. It just makes no fucking sense. Well, they're about to get... Uh, like, SmackDown is about to uh, uh, get some serious power because they're about to when they debut on Fox like you know that like that's gonna it has to become the A show and that we've we've talked about that to death but and yeah I'm glad they drafted Roman Reigns to Smackdown so he can be on Raw more yeah well <laughs> you know he hasn't but he is a Smackdown roster wrestler and has not been on Smackdown in close to a month now well that's because he's too busy making whoever a shit ton of crossover star points Whoever's got him is it Kaylee? Um, probably. She can kiss my ass. Move, can't move out of fourth place, and I have the highest point value. Yeah, uh, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, man. As long as uh, Seth Rollins keeps using that chair on people, uh, I got a shot at this. I'm not out of it yet. As long as he's making me 150 points a show, friggin' railing people with a chair. Give me those cheektacular points, baby. We're talking about Seth Rollins. <laughs> I just want to talk about the fact that this motherfucker has had the like comparison I saw was um, Seth Rollins on Twitter sounds like a bad Baron Corbin promo. Yeah, he's he's just uh, he needs to check himself before he riggedy wrecks himself on Twitter. And here's my thing: I I, I understand it's got to be frustrating being one of the top guys in the company that pretty much gets nothing but hate on the internet it's got to be hard being a guy who's been in wwe if you include his developmental time for close to 10 years and aew has one successful show and people are just clamoring for it and it's got to be tough being that dude who just watch it like who those friends just run down the company he's the top star for well ask uh ask kevin nash what it's like to be the top guy when the company's on a downturn a, a year-long title reign as Diesel in 95? Yeah, when the company was literally at its lowest and, you know, you're the guy and, like, you have this you have this feeling of responsibility. Like, you are the guy and so you kind of feel like it's your job to, to get the company 
Like, like however the company goes is kind of a reflection of you, whether or not that's true. That, that's got to be how you feel. So, I mean, it sucks, but I mean, I kind of, I kind of get it. I understand it. And then I understood his whole thing about like, we have the best wrestling on the planet, blah, 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 blah. No one else can do what we do. And all Will Ospreay said was, I'm alive. Yeah. Response. And arguably, Will Ospreay is, I think, 26, 27. He's a two-time Battle of the Super Juniors champion. He's the current IWGP light heavyweight champion. He's a... Uh, he's a... He, he's like He's been in the BOLA tournament for PG, PWG like multiple times. With several people, including Ricochet, that works for WWE. And Seth Rollins just replied calling him or saying, sorry, little guy. We already have a better version of you, and his name is Ricochet, and he just won the United States Championship. Yeah. Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. Ricochet is the high road, and he was just like, on, Will Ospreay is the guy that put me on the mat, and I need, or put me on the uh, map, and I need to thank him for that. So, you know, like, and the thing is, they had more back and forth and uh, those comments about, who was it, Billy Kay or Peyton Royce last year? Oh, yeah. How they looked really booby. <laughs> yeah. Rollins tweeted out in response to Meltzer about that, and he just said negative six stars, bad look. Yeah, well, that was so, like, a, yeah, he replied to a tweet like a year ago, from a year ago. Like... And Meltzer responded... <sighs> To uh, one of Seth's tweets and just said, "Stars." I mean, it's just I don't understand. Like, and douchiest thing he could do in that situation, and brought up, "Do you want to compare paychecks?" Yeah, that's that's not. I was talking with one of my friends about this, and we were like, "Bill Goldberg got paid three million dollars to go do Super Showdown." Quahar, uh doesn't equal quality. No. Uh, wasn't so known that for a while with wrestling. He was the yeah. WCW yeah. contract um, where who was it had to be the highest paid wrestler at all times. So somebody else came in and was signed higher and they automatically had to be bumped. Oh yeah, the uh, the outsiders. There you go. They had the favored okay. nations clause. See, I listen to you Hogan. sometimes. <clears throat> it, but far and away, the craziest thing I have read all week you know, I don't know if you've heard this. Did you hear the reason why they're pushing Corbin? No. Because Vince thinks that's the kind of person women are really into. Ha! Well, we all know, if nothing He's... else, Vince McMahon knows what the ladies He knows what women want. 2019. <laughs> Let's talk about this. The guy with really shitty tattoos yeah. had some of the worst hair I've ever seen in professional wrestling and a fucking wannabe Amish beard is just dropping panties left and right. Yeah, tell me how the neck beard is is the Enadonis. Oh, jeez. This... Can I ask a legit question? Yeah. Because I don't oh, understand wrestling and yeah. we'll make this my wrestling. So when you guys are talking about wrestling, this is going to be my topic. The Peacock doesn't understand wrestling. Topic. Yes. Yeah. So wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need yeah, to do okay. this right. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so 
explain to me why the hell it is that the War Viking Raider experience debuted uh, two months ago, three months ago at this yeah. point, yeah. and has had, what, like, eight matches? Yet, on a fucking pay-per-view, I'm watching, uh, not the wrecking crew, uh, Heavy Machinery, <laughs> wrestling for a title? What the fuck happened there? Um, uh, the NXT curse. Especially the tag team curse. Yeah, right. the, But Heavy Machinery came from NXT, too. I know. And Heavy Machinery probably wrestled their only SmackDown Live tag team championship match on a pay-per-view that had 6,000 people in attendance out of a 17,000-person arena. Yeah. So here's the problem. is uh, Tag team wrestling right now until Vince McMahon is gone uh, so or is always. no longer in control of the book uh, is not going to be a thing. Uh, and you can... But that is evidenced by the fact that... Uh, you know how long had it been since we saw um, Zack Ryder and and the, uh, the the new Job Squad? Um, you know they they were gone for a long time, and the uh, the Hulu cut. If you watch Raw on Hulu, they cut it down to two hours, like they, ninety minutes. Yeah, they, they they I was gonna say they cut it down to they cut down the like the two hour whatever after commercials down to ninety minutes, and uh, they would always cut out the Zack Ryder Kurt Hawkins like to, so if you just watched that. You honestly, for about eight months, didn't know that Raw had its own tag team titles. And um, Rollins and eh, Rollins, Ryder and Hawkins hadn't been on TV in like a month, and then all of a sudden they were in a triple threat tag team title match. And it's like they are only bringing these guys out to lose. Yeah. Oh yeah. As soon as Scott Dawson tweeted out, "Hey, we have a title match on Raw this week," I was like, "Yeah, it's over. Like they they've won it." Like, they, they are winning the belts. And then that was Super Showdown weekend, so friggin' Drop the Belt screwed me so hard because they closed the uh, the trade window on Friday and didn't open it again after Super Showdown. And so they left it closed Saturday and Sunday and Monday, so I got stuck with Triple H. Fucking Drop the Belt. Kiss my ass. Um, oh, man. One last thing I want to touch on. Yeah. One last thing. Fucking hate this wild card rule. Oh yeah, it's so stupid. So much. I already touched on the fact that Roman Reigns, who is a technically a SmackDown Live wrestler, yep, according to WWE, has appeared on Monday Night Raw more. Well, everybody needs to just follow what Lance Storm suggested: make all the champions the wild cards, and that's it. Honestly, I think you could still have. Uh, I think all you would need is your tag titles. Your women's tag titles in your women's title and your like your tag belts and your like women's and men's champion. I think both shows have strong enough rosters to maintain their own mid card title. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, but I, I think like you're killing your mid card division with this wild card stuff. Oh, you're yeah. also killing you're killing your flow of your show with SmackDown had two two out of three falls matches. Because Vince has had this strange fucking idea about, well, I don't want any more wrestling during commercial breaks. And they did the dumbest thing. The dumbest thing on Monday. Gallows and Anderson came out to be in AJ's corner after the match started. Ring and says, I'm not restarting this match until you guys leave. Cut to commercial. Well... All I I don't understand why they don't just do that uh, that picture in picture commercial break. 
that they do like once, or they used to do like once on every SmackDown, and it was awesome. Because um, that's what they do in other sports. Like, they'll do the picture-in-picture commercials, and that's okay. Like, it it makes it it makes it interesting. And then, you know what? I actually sit through the commercials. That's a novel idea. I, I do have one more huge, huge complaint. Is it there's no more brawn panties matches? Because that's my big complaint. Seen McMahon taking up 45 minutes out of uh, five hours of pro wrestling from WWE on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know... Shane McMahon has... You know he's taking that belt from Kofi. No, it's going to be at SummerSlam. Like, you know he's taking that belt. Like, Shane McMahon is going to be your next WWE champion. Like, that's just a fact. And beat him possibly on the first episode of SmackDown. It's a very real Fox. possibility. Yeah. Shane McMahon is going to complete the uh, McMahon men WWE championship. They're going to be the first ever father and son WWE champions. Hate that so much. I'm it's calling just it. And you, calling it. Here's the other thing. Do you know he's undefeated? undefeated since WrestleMania. Well, yeah, he's the boss's son. He's 49 years old. World nepotism entertainment. They have fucking neutered Drew McIntyre. Well, yeah. Yeah. Remember when he beat the shit out of uh, Dean Ambrose? He beat the shit out of Roman Reigns, then Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Remember when he was somebody... He barely remembers when he was somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in November, around like, no, McIntyre's winning the Rumble, and McIntyre's going to, uh, he's going to fight for one of the titles at WrestleMania. How do you not have him win the Money in the Bank? And, like, you paint the friggin' briefcase plaid. Because Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I still say the he needs idea. another shot at a title. Hell yeah, he does. Man. I still say the cool it would have been an Elias, and then Elias carried around a guitar case all the time. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's me. Nope, like, nope, nope. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, I know. Shit, yeah, it's man. It's good to fans something they haven't seen before, guys. Um, Except Brock Lesnar get a title he doesn't deserve. Um, beg pardon? This Brock party... For forever, because he only wrestles like six times a year. Bro- the Brock party Brock is the greatest Brock. thing pretty much ever. Okay. Sure. It is a national treasure. That gif of Paul Heyman rocking out the Seth Rollins theme right? is it... It's the greatest thing ever. I ain't talking Paul Heyman. I'm throwing no shade <laughs> at Paul Heyman. Yeah. This is like my Becky Lynch issue. I had no issue with Becky Lynch. I just hated her gimmick forever when she was that stupid steampunk thing. Oh yeah. Now that she's ditched that gimmick, I'm all for Becky Lynch. That's that's okay. Now she's... I'm all for Paul Heyman. I they just cooled... wish give him someone better to front. They cooled Becky Lynch off real quick, too, didn't they? Basically yeah, stuck in a feud with someone who has the personality of a paper bag. That's fair. Yeah, that, that's, that, you're, not, you're not too far off. <laughs> she got to go in and save her man. Yeah! 
looking at that pay-per-view was so okay no 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 i can do this all night Let's... it was super awkward because they kept like almost kissing but not like there was some kind of like don't you dare kiss on camera it's gonna be real awkward when they break you up can, yeah you can awkwardly hug and hold hands and look at each other but don't you dare kiss it's gonna be real awkward when they break up and uh then they're gonna not like each other it's gonna be real weird be funny it is gonna be funny but uh that was Koron's Corner for this week. Un- unintentionally. Unintentionally Koron's Corner. That's okay. That was good. Because we all, we're all two different degrees wrestling fans. Um, and, you know, we all have varying interests and uh, um, stock in wrestling and uh, care about wrestling to different extents. But we're all in the Fantasy Wrestling League, um, which... Next season, we may uh, open it up to listeners to maybe join in a, a uh, going against us, like uh, in the Fantasy Movie League. I don't know. Maybe. We'll talk about it. Because the next one uh, goes until Survivor Series, which will be fun. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, what are we really here oh. to talk about this week? Uh, which one are we doing first? I don't know. We can do mine first. I don't care. Okay, All right. So, here's how this started. And this is the, the uh, I was watching, I, I'm in the middle of a rewatch of a TV show that I really love and I'm watching and I'm like, man, these guys, like they, these actors are really, really good. I could have sworn that when this show was over, they were going to be somebody and they were like, they were at a rocket ship tied to their ass and they were going to just blow up into the stratosphere and be the next big thing not Brock Lesnar but the next big thing in Hollywood but it didn't happen so this topic is the uh Ryan Philippe hey what happened topic <laughs> uh, the, 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 the Ryan Philippe uh hey, what happened? topic <laughs> where Let's throw out some names of people, actors, actresses that you could have sworn that all signs pointed to the fact that because we talked about, you know, breakout roles a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. like you guys did because I wasn't on. Um, But, you know, roles that like made somebody and then they were, you know, riding that gravy train with biscuit wheels and they were just, you know, fucking made. But what happens when that the 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 train derails and they're not a big star like i'll give you the example that that started this whole thing and we can point to a like one specific movie why he's not a star but uh the show sons of anarchy the actor charlie hunnam yeah. Like you you watch sons of anarchy and you watch charlie hunnam and you're like fucking a like this guy's got the look He's got the swagger, like, he's got, like, he's got everything, he's got the British accent, like, he's got everything, all the pieces to be a star. And then... And then the King Arthur movie happened. uh, And then every movie he's ever (laughs) been in happened. Right? Like, he just, he, he couldn't catch a break with, like, he had, he had, you know, several duds in a row... And then he just kind of vanished. Like, I don't even know what he's doing right now. I want to be his friend. Like, I want to just, like, talk to him because I'm like, fucking A. Like, he was awesome in Sons of Anarchy. 
Like, I don't know how he hasn't been given another chance. Just, you know, give him something good to work with and, and you know, he can do it. But, man, like, you talk about a guy that, that that should have been somebody like should have been an A-list guy, but swinging a miss. It's the uh, Pacific Rim, which good movie, but didn't do so great. It wasn't in the sequel. Yeah, Crimson Peak, which is an underrated movie, but no one saw it. Yeah, Lost City of Z, which I hear is good, but it's only on like Hulu. Yeah. Uh, no, Triple Frontier, the uh, direct Netflix movie with Ben Affleck. The King Arthur movie we don't talk about. Yeah, we just forget that that one ever existed. And then a whole bunch of... Uh, yeah, just, like uh, really small, like it just kind of trails off after the end of that. Like it just kind of just kind of goes away. And really disappointing. Like really, really disappointing that uh, he kind of... I don't know if it was just like he picked bad projects or... The roles that he had just didn't play into his strengths. It just, you know, he 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 was the guy that famously backed out of. You know, he had signed. He he was in talks to do 50, the Fifty Shades of Grey and then backed out. You know, would would that have been, you know, the difference if he was in Fifty Shades? Would that have yeah. been? It would have been a difference for his checkbook, but... right? Like, like, well, like, would that have been? Because those are more, like, I don't want to say they're more like accepted, but like they're they're at least held in higher regard than every single other movie that you just read off. Uh, are they though? I mean, I, I I'd rather think... have any of those bombs on my record than Fifty Shades. I mean, at least Fifty Shades like sold some. True. You ready for me to blow your mind here? Because I'm reading IMDb. We're talking about hit me with like almost could have. Yeah. He auditioned for Thor. Imagine the MCU with Charlie Hunnam as Thor. I remember hearing that he auditioned for Thor. Yeah. How crazy would it have been if Jax Teller was Thor? But I'm telling you right now. What what needs to happen? Here's how his I can save his career. I can save okay. his I can save his career right now in the in the same vein of Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. We need a Nirvana Kurt Cobain movie. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. You have Charlie Hunnam play Kurt Cobain. Boom, good performance. He's right back in it. That's, that movie's happening. It's only a matter of like time. that's that's the role. If that were to happen, and they were like, because you you look at like any clip of season one of Sons of Anarchy, and he's friggin' Kurt Cobain. Like yeah, he that's years ago. Like he's but still, I mean, he just grows his hair out, and he's he's Kurt Cobain. I mean, he just all all he the only difference from season one to season seven is just his hair's different. But other than that, yeah, I, mean, I mean, give him a plaid I like shirt. Did so many, I feel like Kurt Cobain did so many drugs. A 39-year-old Charlie Hunnam <laughs> would probably look like a 26-year-old Kurt Cobain. But yeah, you see, you just you give him a plaid shirt, and I won't it be. 
I won't be ugly. Uh, but you just you give him a plaid shirt and hire somebody to play Courtney Love. Courtney Love was on Sons of Anarchy. She can play herself. I don't care. Um, Let's keep her away from the project. <laughs> you want her to succeed, right? I mean, that's that's my uh, so I I didn't just pick somebody that I'm like, man, I'm sad that their career like didn't hit the high point that it should have. Uh, I have a solution for him, and nice. and so I'm because I'm giving because I like Charlie Hunnam and I want him to do well. You want to pop a little bit? Yeah. Now I don't know if this is true or not. It's a rumor making the rounds, and I'm pretty sure it's made the rounds before. Oh no! So I honestly don't know if it's a current rumor or just like the old rumors are circulating. Oh no! Oh no! I don't know how I feel about this. Apparently, he may or may not be in talks with Warner Brothers. Okay. About a spot in the DC universe. Okay. I'll get you guess what character. Um. Black Manta. Someone who has not ever appeared in a movie. Ooh. Um, Live ooh. action, I guess I should say. Okay. Um, no, but that, I'd be excited about that. <laughs> There's a script, apparently, for a Booster Gold Blue Beetle movie. Oh, yeah. Nothing's happening with it. No, he apparently is in talks to play Green Arrow. Oh, wow. Okay. I... I Again, take that with a massive grain of salt because I'm pretty sure the same rumors were circulating like six or eight years ago. Them are being hardcore on the um, if it isn't Stephen Amell, it's not my Green Arrow bandwagon, which I'm totally off now. <laughs> well, if, if nothing you... against Stephen Amell, but right. just, uh, I'm ready for a more comic book accurate version of the character. Yeah, which would be Charlie Hunnam. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. If Charlie, I'm telling you this. If Charlie Hunnam got announced for that role i would 100 percent support it sight unseen up until i actually saw like i would throw my entire support behind that i know i'm only like 85 pounds but i would support i would throw my entire <laughs> weight behind it just just because because it's charlie Hunnam and i want him to do well he's like a my, he's like tom cavanaugh to me and maybe they'll hold open auditions for speedy and you can go out oh my god yes yeah I'd do it. That'll be a, that'll be a fun segment in the universe where that happens. Oh, wouldn't that be the best? Me, I, like I would just do a like a YouTube series of me and Charlie Hunnam driving around, <laughs> just like talking shit about people. Oh my gosh, it would be so good. Nice. Yeah. We should try and get him on the show. I, I like if if anybody has contact. I've been looking for contact information for Charlie Hunnam. Like I cannot find any way to contact him. He doesn't have a Twitter. He doesn't have a Facebook. Like he doesn't have that I can find. Uh, I've been looking. I've been googling. Right, so what, what you do? You go to England. Yeah. Oh. You water oh. some fields. Uh, oh shit. You find a sword and a stone. Yeah. And you pull it out. He'll know. Oh, help. that's just sad. Yeah. Don't kick him when he's down. It's like that. It's like that uh, Bill Murray answering machine thing. Yeah, uh, I'm still looking for that 800 number. <laughs> if anybody knows what it is, tell me. I will call it every day for the rest of my life until he calls me back. Charlie Hunnam is a solid first choice, man. I would call it every day. I would call it every week on the show. We would all leave him a message every day until he called us back. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam, my first pick. I've got a few more, but we'll go around the horn. I've got a deep cut for my first one. Okay. I've got a pretty deep cut for my first one, too. I was trying to think outside the box. I've got I've got three names. There's two I really want to talk about. Um 
two of them are more obvious. But this one is one of those, like, as soon as you mentioned this topic, this is the name that came to my mind. Because I just don't get it. Like, he's good looking. He's He can do comedy. He can do action. He can do leading man. He can do bad guy. Like, the dude is just multifaceted. We already talked and, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> better than that. Oh, whoa, I, I whoa, Yeah, whoa, I said it. Whoa. I said it. King Arthur's room is bad. He should feel bad. Well, yeah. The director should feel worse. And the right. screen, screenwriter even worse. The screenwriter anyway, should uh, drink a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the, the name is he kind of peaked in the mid to late 90s. And it hurts me to say that because I just love this guy. Anytime he shows up in something, I'm like, yeah, it's him again. Um, star of Deep Rising. And every substitute movie except the first one, <laughs> and you're you're just chewing the scenery awesome bad guy from the Phantom, Treat Williams. I don't get why he never got dang. I don't get deep cut, he, but good cut. Seriously, like Deep Rising, he's he's the the action lead in a weird sci-fi horror action movie about a giant octopus attacking a cruise ship. Yeah, I just said that sentence out. <laughs> I, I I honestly thought that you were going to go Chris O'Donnell until you started to talk about. Uh, he about, was up for consideration. At one yeah, point, he but. made my honorable mentions, but uh, yeah, I don't know until you started talking about. Uh, sorry, until you started naming specific movies, I thought you were going Chris O'Donnell. No, but like he can do action. Like again, in Deep Rising, he's like the the one-liner quippy action guy. In Phantom, he's an amazing villain. Like if nothing else, I would have thought okay, after the Phantom, this guy would have gotten. Uh, just Billy Zane? tons of roles. No, not Billy Zane. Billy Zane was the Phantom, but Treat Williams was Xander Drax, the bad guy. Uh, but I really thought that like Treat Williams would look at nothing else. He's carved a niche out as like the over the top villain. Not so much, I guess. And then in and again the substitute movies, which are <laughs> will segue into tonight's second topic. Uh, but they are what they are. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't quite get why he never. Maybe it just was he was just missing that one hole. Um, but I love anytime he shows up in a movie because he's just he's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I just don't get why he never quite made it. Yeah, that's a that's a solid pick. Like that's a like I said, yeah, that's a deep cut, but that's a good cut because yeah, you're exactly right. And while we're talking how to revive it, hey Marvel, fucking college. I know you've got a million throwaway villains <laughs> planned for the next eight phases of the MCU. Surely there's a role somewhere for Tree Williams. Yeah. I would be hard-pressed to believe that he would not uh, knock it out of the park in an MCU role. Or DC, the Distinguished Competition? I don't yeah. care. Somebody give Treat Williams work, damn it. <laughs> For the love of God, hashtag give Treat Williams work. No, I, I'm being harsh. He had a lot of success in TV after that. He was on a couple series that went for like five or six seasons. He's he's not like, you know, circling the bottom of the barrel. But right, but... Still, I just, I never, yeah. he never quite got out of that like B-level, um, which is sad. Even like, I don't really know how much pull Steven Summers has anymore, but like... Yeah. Steven Summers did Deep Rising and then went on to do like it's out of his powers in the, like the late 90s early 2000s where he could do no wrong until Van Helsing. Um, yeah. Long fall <laughs> from those mummy movies. Yeah. What was your deal there, <laughs> Steven Summers? Go treat Williams some work, you jerk. Yeah. 
Did I ever tell you that uh, I worked with a guy uh, in college as an RA named Steven Summers? Not the did same he guy. He did not. Oh, okay. He did not. No, great guy. Really nice guy. <laughs> We're still Facebook friends. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, like an office space Michael Bolton situation. He's like, I'm not. No, I'm not the guy that directed Mummy Returns. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. I would totally hype that up. Yeah, I'm not Steven Summers. Of course yeah, I am. Of course, I, I'm. I'm just slumming it. I'm working as an RA. <laughs> Let me call my buddy uh, Brendan Fraser. Oh God! How come Brendan Fraser isn't our friend? Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, so I actually went with I don't have a way to revive. This career is just we'll, dead. We'll, we'll come up with one. <laughs> It'll um, be fun. Yeah. And here's the thing: like, you can really only say I think she only really had what I would call like two real breakout movies looking at a lot of these it's just like holy crap i forgot she was in that holy crap i forgot Ooh, she was a lady. in that i was just gonna make that joke yeah. hey it's a lady it turns, in, it turns into a whole lot of what the fuck is that oh yeah <laughs> like i've never uh. heard of this topic got pitched one name came to mind and this was you know just a she was Awesome in the early and mid nineties, uh, to the point where she even got featured in a Batman movie. <gasps> about Alicia Silverstone. Yes, oh, yes. Because let me tell you awesome. something about Alicia Silverstone. She might be like dirt under your fingernails, dirty, but she's hot. Yes. <laughs> so much. Yes. Yes. Uh, like you, you, you know, if we're talking about. I remember being younger, and I just remember like seeing Clueless, and to this day, I still think Clueless is hilarious. You know, Batman and Robin, even at 12, I knew it was crap, but I was like, you know, they got Alicia Silverstone in it. They got, like, all these people, like, they got big names for it, so you have to assume at that point she was a big name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, even had a role in that Brendan Fraser movie, Blast from the Past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was kind of rough. That's a fun movie. But I forgot she was in it. Uh, Scooby-Doo 2, she had apparently had a role in that. After that, it's just like a cameo in Tropic Thunder where she was herself. And then it's just a whole bunch of stuff I've never even heard of. Wing of a Sacred Deer, which is supposed to be awesome, but I haven't seen it yet. But I mean, it's just she just kind of went downhill. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid pick. Uh, It it was a travesty that uh, her suit did not have bat nipples on it. Um, (laughs) The one you thought would, right? Yeah, still a crime to this day. Uh, I still do not forgive Joel, even though on the Blu-ray in the uh, special features it starts out by Joel Schumacher apologizing. For Batman and, and Robin. Him apologizing, and through the entire middle, it's him apologizing. Yeah, I will not accept his apology for not putting bat nipples on Alicia Silverstone's bat suit. <laughs> That's where I draw the line on my accepting That's apology. That's apparently where he draws it, too, apparently. It's like, on oh, the guys, yeah, sure, go ahead. Crap, it's crap. Guys, yeah. yeah, I hate it. I hate it. He was an equal opportunity bat flasher, though. We got, we got butt shots of the guys and Alicia Silverstone. Well, supposedly, or it probably was a stunt double. It's probably like in Catwoman with Halle Berry, where like it shows a close up of a butt and it's a dude, like they did, like one of the one of the uh, people who were like one of the producers or whatever was like, yeah, that's a dude, like that's a stunt dude. So 
if you ever got like you know all excited because you're like it's a close up of Halle Berry's butt guess what it's a dude dude also and I don't say this lightly just go watch Swordfish yeah which I don't ever actually recommend no just skip to that part but yeah Alicia Silverstone (laughs) great pick oh man great pick it there's so much 90s nostalgia right now. You yeah. Know, I feel like at some point she's going to have a huge comeback. Oh, yeah. They'll do something. I don't know where or how, but somewhere. Yeah. They can do If they did a Clueless TV show and she played one of the main characters, like Mothers, as her character from the original movie, like I could see that working. Yeah, as Cher, whatever her name is. And you could bring Paul Rudd back. Oh, yes. You could bring back, you mean, uh, star of Halloween 6, Paul Rudd? Sorry, I meant yeah. uh, star of season 4 of Parks and Rec, Paul Rudd. There you go. I don't know how he got work after how bad Halloween 6 is. <laughs> that was his first movie, too. But he didn't, thank God for it. And introducing yeah. Paul Rudd. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Um, all right, do you want me to keep the, uh, do you want me to keep the deep cuts going, or do you want me to give you a twofer? Go with the deep cut. I've... All right. Deep cut. Uh, he can do comedy. He can do serious. Uh, he's always like the funny sidekick, like the sidekick. He's never the main guy. But if you've ever seen uh, uh, these two movies that show a great range, That Thing You Do and A Perfect Getaway, you understand the genius of Steve Zahn. Oh my God! Kentucky yes. native Steve Zahn. Yes, uh, him at Chick Fil A a few times. Steve Steve Zahn, <laughs> who is first of all freaking hilarious, and yes. like you know, he's hilarious in um, um, Saving Silverman, fantastic movie. Uh, that thing you do, he's funny. Uh, every movie that he, Happy Texas, hilarious. Um, he can do when a perfect getaway. He's freaking creepy as hell. Uh, Joyride. He's awesome. Uh, he's a guy that like has another guy that has all the tools. Should be, you know, in in higher profile roles than he's in, unless he just doesn't want them. But gosh, I can't figure out why he's not a much bigger star. Yeah, uh, got nothing, man. He's awesome, and everything is in Europe. Yeah, there's your booster gold, baby. Oh my God, yes. That's God. how you save him, right there. Is you make him booster gold? Holy shit! Can you can you imagine? He, uh, I don't see that as I ended, but he host bourbon. He's hilarious in it. Yeah, he's he's. Like, he is a guy that literally can do funny, can do serious, can do, you know, dramatic, can do scary. Yeah. Like, he's he's great. He's great all around. So, yeah, he's my, uh, he's my, um, not necessarily a deep cut pick, but like, he's a, he's a, no, that's, he's that's a awesome. decent cut, so. Solid pick. And yes, uh, 100% booster gold. Yeah. Just right? Wouldn't booster. that be awesome? 
really good. what I want is DC just make the Booster Gold movie. Just, just <laughs> get it for yourselves and hire Jeff Johns back. Yeah. And then make all the movies he was already making when you were idiots and fired him. That's Do basically that. that's basically what this entire show is. Is just we're talking, yes. we're just listing people, nothing but people who should be Booster Gold. Yes, make the Booster Gold Blue Beetle movie. Make the uh, Green Lantern Corps movie again, <laughs> only with Jeff Johns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because clearly he's the guy that made he produced Aquaman and Shazam. Clearly he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he, he great. it seems that way. And I was in a DC movie. Yes, she was. Yeah. <laughs> Why the hell wasn't she Captain Marvel? Where's the meta level on that? Casting Alicia Silverstone as a, an MC hero stuck in the nineties? Come on. The jokes write themselves. It's true. As if. As if. And episode title. <laughs> there it is. As if. So, my next one, um, I'm going to read this name, and if you find yourself saying, that's okay. Because when the name first popped up on my when I was doing my research, I had the same. I was like, Ooh, I know that name, but why do I? Literally, I had to look up their filmography and going, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Sam Worthington. God damn it. Hey! Nice! This was a guy, and Karan, jump in whenever you want. This was a guy who, like, for two or three years, literally had A-list stardom just, like, handed to him on a silver platter. He was in Terminator Salvation. He was in the highest grossing movie of all time. Time of this recording. Avatar. <laughs> he was in the Clash of the Titans remake. And this that was all, in like, a two-year span. Uh, this dude was just, like, he was poised to be it. He's going to be the next big action guy. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, like, it's once again, it's a whole lot of what the fuck is that? I mean, I guess he was in the Shack and Hacksaw Ridge, which I've heard of. Hacksaw Ridge isn't bad. Um, but then it's like he was in a movie called Cake. That's a lie. There is no cake. Huh. Total reference. Hey, nice. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> and now his Wikipedia page just decided not to load anymore. So well, no, it's like it's like he did like the biggest thing he did after those because again those three movies came out within like a two year span. The biggest thing I can think of he's done since then was the sequel to Clash of the Titans. Yeah. I, and I, I guess he is. I guess he's going to reprise his role as Jake Sully if those movies ever come out. Oh, they'll come out. I don't know uh, if I was ever going to go see him, but they'll come out. We're about to try to recoup costs at this point. Yeah. Uh, everyone in China will go see it, though. And mm -hmm. I don't mean that in like a racist way. <laughs> There's a reason it's the highest person movie of all time. You know those Chinese will go see it. Um, But if we're talking about... Gosh, I have two I'm trying to go back and forth between right now. So I'm just going to go with the obvious one. Okay. Uh, a guy I thought some of the, he, he did a couple of teen romance movies. He even did like a horror movie in the 90s. I think I know where you're going. He bookended Sin City. He is in what I think is a severely underrated movie in Lucky Number Slevin. Yep. Yeah. Josh Hart. Yeah. Movie. Not too long ago. Horror movie was in not, not too long ago. Three Days of Night. 
Oh yeah, that's best right. vampire oh, movie the last like ten years. Yeah, that one is pretty good. That was that Twilight? What? I thought Thirty Days a Night was like '06. Hold on. I know they made a um, second one, but yeah, but but it was yeah, it was it was dog doo doo. It was shit. Yeah, um, it was poo poo. Wasn't Josh good. Hartnett was one of the dudes, and he's a handsome dude. He yeah, really is. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't see how he wasn't bigger. I always thought he was like. I always thought he was good on screen. Yeah, oh, a and he caught movie with Harrison Ford. Come <laughs> on, man. It, like he did two, what I consider to be good horror movies, just in '98 alone. He did Halloween H two O and The Faculty. Yeah, Faculty is so, a good one. One out of two, anyway. Yeah. You know, he was in Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down, 40 Days and 40 Nights. Yeah. Sin City, Lucky Number Slevin. See, he so that black... he just made enough money that he just, like, is now super choosy, maybe. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. That might be it. He might have just taken himself out. Um... You wonder how much that is a factor with something. Like, I think I think Steve Zahn is one of those that he doesn't necessarily feel like he has to work on. Yeah. Like, and that, that was kind of like... Yeah, I, yeah I, I had a couple names that were like, yeah, they kind of like they they either like stepped away to to have a family or like just kind of didn't like the Hollywood life, so they kind of backed off and like it was kind of their choice. So I didn't include them just because that that's kind of unfair. Uh, what is on? Uh, he was on that show on Showtime, Penny Dreadful. Oh, oh yeah, seasons or something. Nice. I, I don't understand. I that's why. good. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Like those dudes who just seem like on the verge yeah. of like really breaking in and really making it. So and he I, was just held under Tom Hanks's oppressive thumb. <laughs> Tom Hanks just kept him down. I mean the thing is there's still plenty of time for him to make a comeback. Oh he yeah, definitely. Only about to be forty one. Oh yeah, he could totally have a like a second phase of his career. He's awesome. He's also at that point where, like, he's enough of a name that, like, you could build something around him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it would kind of be a big deal where it would be, like, his return. Mm -hmm. Like, you could kind of, you know, get a little bit of marketing out of that, just like the return of Josh Hartnett. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Avatar 2 is going to be heralding the return of Sam Worthington. No, I don't. Yeah. Josh Hartnett has yeah. enough goodwill you could do that. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, kind of like they like you might forget about him, but then you see him like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, I like him. He was yeah, in that I, thing I like. Yeah. yeah, I just thought you know he's a good uh, he was a good pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, solid choice. Solid. All right, uh, my last my last pick. I'm going to do two at once. Okay. Uh, and when I say it, it's going to make sense. Uh, even though I think the reason that one of them is not a bigger star is because he is a complete and total dickhead. Uh -oh. um, but I kind of feel like they go together. Uh, Matthew Fox, Josh Holloway. Nope. Um, when Lost was on, those two were like poised oh, to be. Shit, yeah. Like, how can Matthew Fox and josh holloway not be like the next two guys to to like just take over because they're the biggest stars on the biggest show ever um matthew fox did that god-awful speed racer movie and apparently was just an asshole to everybody uh so i understand why he like he's got a reputation for just being a complete and total 
douchebag that is not easy to work with and like goes out of his way to be an asshole. So I get that. Josh Holloway, like, where did he go? The last thing I think I saw him on was when he did one of the paintball episodes in Community. Yeah, he did one episode of Community and then, like, just kind of dropped off. Like, he's been in an episode here and there of a couple things, but, like... Oh, that... guys, in 2013, he was on Yo Gabba Gabba. The, so see, there it was. Yeah. Now, yeah. He, he had that Yo Gabba Gabba money, so he's done. And, like, yeah, I get Matthew it. Fox really a... Yeah, Matthew Fox, like, apparently has a reputation of just being a complete and total dick. So he's in the Edward Norton class. Yeah, and I think that... So I I, I kind of... Like, the only reason that he made my list was because I paired him with, you know, the other guy from Lost as, as, a, as a... If I if I present them as a pair, I feel like it, that's the only way that I can include him um, because he kind of did it to himself. Uh, but, you know, he, both of those guys had, like, you know, great looks and obviously acting chops because they were leads on at the time, the biggest show like ever. So, I mean, there was no reason why they shouldn't be just mega stars and they just kind of didn't really do much. Um, you know, that speed racer movie aside, like that's it. Oh my God. I'm going to play another what if scenario for you. All right. So we already had, um, uh, um, what if, uh, uh, Charlie Hunter was Thor. Yeah. What if Josh Holloway full of Gambit and X Men or Green turned? Ooh. I think they could have done a real Ryan Reynolds, uh, and actually like given him a movie or brought him into the X Men films or just something. That would be an interesting casting choice. Just gonna toss that grenade out there. Yeah, no, that would be that would be interesting. See, look, look at this. We are saving so many. We are putting food <laughs> on so many tables this week. Because we have the pull in Hollywood to make. I mean. I'm not trying to toot our own horns, but toot toot, baby, because holy shit, we are just helping out so many underprivileged Hollywood stars right now. You see, y'all thought Travolta got a hand up from uh, Tarantino. He ain't seen nothing. Up. No, he got a hand on most of the <laughs> young men around the the set. But we're anyway, we're help. We're we're not handing out. We're handing. We're getting a hand up. We're giving a hand up, not a hand out. We're helping people. We're changing lives, man. Yep, give it handies. That's what we're doing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> handies all around. That's uh, the episode title. We man, why is this Any episode other... called Handies All Around? <laughs> oh, uh, man. I, I have a, a small honorable mention, and it's just because I like this guy so much. Really wish Tay Diggs was still getting a lot of work. Ah. I fucking love Tay Diggs. The underrated show that only lasted one season called Daybreak on Netflix. And then, you know. I think uh, I remember that. Of him, because um, I just go to YouTube and type in uh, Tay Diggs' chair, and you can see him face plant onto a chair, and it is gold every single fucking time. 
Uh, my last honorable mention, this is a guy who I really like him, and I really wish he could have got is he got one break, and it was one of those those cases of he was really good, but the project he was in was not, and it's unfair to him. Uh, he's kind of made a rebound in TV, but like you got you gotta feel bad for the guy, Brandon Ralph. Um, yeah, man, who would be Superman? And again, he was good in a terrible movie. Uh, it would have been nice to see him get something, another shot at it, grabbing that big brass ring. And, in the sky or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> I better for us. You're getting confused now. Uh, not die to see him get another. Shot right, yeah, don't kill him. Star. I don't know where I went down there. You're so. like, you're well. It would be just nice to see him have his place in heaven. Wait, wait, what? No. Sometimes I talk in words. <laughs> uh, just again, he was great as basically doing an impersonation of Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Um, I felt if we would have ever gotten Man of Steel 2, maybe he could have made the role his own a bit more. If that would have led to some bigger roles in other projects, it would have been great. Because he's, you know, he ended up being Adam on CW Arrowverse, and he's great on that. Like, he's he's a charming, good-looking, funny guy. Again, you know, a lot of the, the criteria a lot of these people have, charming, good-looking, funny. Just never quite materialized. That's my last honorable mention. That's a good one, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he, he was the best part of that god-awful train wreck. And, like, it's just... Like, I feel like that's the biggest missed opportunity of their, like, their, their rebooted whatever universe thing is that Brandon Routh was a casualty. Well, it's it's... There's that whole curse of the role of Superman thing. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, it started with uh, George Reeves and then Christopher Reeve and then Brandon Routh, who didn't, you know, nothing terrible physically happened to Brandon Routh, but his career never quite picked up for making that movie. And I don't want to declare it on Henry Cavill yet because the jury's still out on if he's done playing Superman or not, uh, or if DC even wants to do another Superman. Or, you know, we don't know what the hell is going on with that. But. No. Cavill's had enough decent roles in other big movies. I don't want to call his career DOA yet. But that was another, you know, he was kind of a no-name guy who got catapulted to start on by being Superman and in the last Mission Impossible movie as a bad guy. Yeah, I think I think he's just gonna, I, I hope, like, he's got some that. scattered stuff that he's doing. He's got that Witcher show, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I, again, I don't want to declare it on Henry Cavill. I feel like, I feel like Brandon Routh is very much a casualty of the... Oh, yeah, he was totally a casual... Well, he was a casualty of uh, Warner Brothers not knowing what the hell they were doing. And I feel like Henry Cavill will be too, which sucks. Yeah. Again, he could be awesome in the role, but... They just One don't. The DC can't push it together. Yeah, that's it. Is they they just can't keep it together long enough to have a good movie. Especially yeah. if you see the whole. I'm getting off topic. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Shazam cameo that they wanted Cavill to come in for. If you've seen Shazam and you see the Superman cameo, it's like they couldn't get him for that. Really. They could get his mustache, maybe. 
Yeah. I just want a, an image of him as Superman with the mustache. <laughs> just says who wants a ride. God, yes. Super. Because somewhere there's plenty of footage of him as Superman with that mustache. Can we can we have him have a sign that says mustache rides 25 cents, but the S is the Superman shield? Yes. Like mustache ride, like the S in mustache is the Superman okay. shield? How much? <laughs> Only a quarter. Mustache rides. Tell him I have his next live art project. <laughs> Yes. His questions are super open right now. <laughs> slide into them DMs, baby. Seriously, slide into those DMs. <laughs> Love it. All right. So what, what's up next, boys? Uh, are we are we going to the to the mid mid show? I believe it's segue time. All right. So we made a post about it uh, last week, and we're probably going to make a post about it this week. But uh, now. We can officially say that we're guests, listed guests on the website. Enter the imaginarium.com. Of course, of us anyway. Yeah, the, the non slackers are on the website, listed as official guests. Enter the imaginarium.com. Obi John, would you do us a solid and please give us the, uh, the, uh, the, the quick and dirty on this event? So it is October 11th. 13th in Louisville, Kentucky. As Julian calls it, Loserville. There you go, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah! Uh, Creative type in any sense of the word. If you enjoy writing, um, if you're a filmmaker, if you love podcasts, cosplay, uh, if you're an artist, if you're any kind of creative, check it out. Enter the imaginarium.com. There's going to be a track for you where you can go to panels and seminars and meet similar people, get advice, get help with your stuff, um, and also have a good time. It's, it's one of those things where they, uh, like a writer's workshop and it's grown and grown and grown and ballooned from there. Um, but man, the access you're getting, the, the people, Hosting all these panels and seminars are really fun, cool. Like they know what they're talking about, but they're not so, you know, head up their own ass. You can't just go talk to them. Um, really fun time, uh, and we're going to be there to. I don't know. Throw a Molotov cocktail for us. Yeah, probably. Um, it's going to be fun yeah. again. If you're a creative type in any form, um, check out. There's something there for joy. You can get a full weekend pass. You can go, you know, single day. Um, check it out. Well, if you're going to only go a single day, which you shouldn't, because the best value is, of course, the three day. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're only going to go one day, obviously the day to go is Saturday. Because that's when Especially we're. Especially like, around uh, 8 p.m. <laughs> like, we're Saturday. all over Saturday. So go Saturday. Uh, yeah, um, I will be doing a panel on saturday about cosplay how to turn your cosplay hobby into a uh how to use it to help other people captain chris will be doing a how to do a podcast so we'll all be there in the front row taking notes yeah so i gotta learn how to do a podcast first <laughs> i gotta learn how to do a podcast and then i can teach how to do a podcast and i believe we're not confirmed 8 p.m saturday evening will be the next installment of the <sighs> talk learning to me Uh, live after hours yes we need another uh we need another fun name our last show was the thank you for being a friends with benefits show we need a new we need a new like inappropriate name 
thank you for the <clears throat> fan with benefits tour part two electric boogaloo Ooh, yes talk nerdy to me peep show 2019 oh all right for the peeps by the peeps Here, here's the thing if you put peep show in the title people will show up thinking like a burlesque thing i mean i will take my pants off in this yeah, show no, like oh, okay well there you go no, i right, don't no. care if you think i won't do this uh in my underpants on a like in a tank top your well, trash, code. It's after hours. Yeah, so uh, what's the rule on us bringing our own drinks? Uh, undetermined at this point. All right, go. Okay, that's cool. That's okay. So uh, what's the rule about I, us I, breaking I, it if they tell us not? <laughs> I do know that, hey, ask forgiveness, not permission. I yeah. do know yeah, that there will be at least one seminar on how to make your own mead. So. See, so we could just bring our own drinks and it's going to be fine. We're going to tell uh, some stories uh, we're we're gonna have some stories from our thank you for being a friend with benefits tour. If you hadn't heard that one, we've got some all new stories. Uh, we've got some fun stuff. We've got some interactive games to play with the audience. We've got prizes that we're gonna give away during the live show. It's going to be an awesome time. Historic downtown Louisville, Kentucky, October 11th through the 13th. Get your tickets now. Uh, we have a post last week about. Enter theimaginarium.com. Uh, we will also be posting again this week. So if you missed it, if uh, if you slept on it, it's okay because we're going to get you back. Uh, you're going to have another chance. Uh, but your best value is, of course, the three-day. You have to have access to all of the panels that you can fit in. Um, you know the the, the show floor. Uh, we're going to be out on the show floor doing something. I don't know. The Ghostbusters are going to be there being nerds. It's going to be a fun time. The 501st, the Kentucky Broncos. Yeah. I didn't know the Ghostbusters were going to be there. I'm out, guys. Yeah, sorry. Um, what do you mean? I got you doing you, – you, you had to man both tables for about an hour by yourself. You can do that, right? Yeah. I'm definitely drinking at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I will be bringing my Tom Brady uh, beer koozie. Because he we'll is be the goat. His Tom Brady beard oh, juice. don't you, you can't be burning Brady. He's the goat. That's actually hard to argue. That touchdown uh, to Gronk, baby. He's a star. Okay, can we just move on? Yeah, we can. Move, move, moving on. Move on. Enter theimaginarium.com for more information. Uh, don't sleep on those tickets. Uh, get them now while you still can. It's going to be a great show. For not just us, but there's like John said, um, if you've if you've got the itch, everybody, uh, I know we've done, um, you know, write-in stories, uh, write-in stuff, contests before. Uh, if you've ever wanted to write, um, you know, write stories, write anything like that, uh, do a podcast, artwork, uh, any of that stuff, this is the place for you. Uh, scratch that creative itch, man. If you've got, uh, you know, a story that you've been kicking around for a while and you don't know how to get it on paper, now's your chance to, um, you know, kind of pick the brains of people who have been there before. Or if, uh, you know, you got, uh, you just don't know how to start. You really want to learn how to paint or draw or anything like that. You want to get better. Here's your chance. Affordable ticket packages are there at enter the that's the best I can you put it over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta buy us ham cubes. Rum ham. Rum ham. I put all my wine ham. in this can. That way, people don't know I'm getting drunk. Uh, Rum ham. Eat your booze. 
that that's how we put it over man that's how we put over uh that show so i don't know speaking of putting things over i don't know if you guys are ready for this all new entry uh entry into the martha gildner uh whatever it is uh anthology this is a good one this is a good one for anybody who's listening for the first time uh, you can go back in our archives for the last like month and a half. Uh, we have a listener from across the pond, Martha Gildner, who has been uh, quoting the classics and sending us every week, sending us uh, redone, redubbed movie clips uh, featuring her, uh, usually in hilarious ways. So this week... Uh, last week was, I believe, uh, Braveheart, the William yes, Wallace Braveheart clip. So uh, this week, we have an all-new one. Anyone want to take any guesses on what it might be? I'll give, you, I'll give you a little hint that this one's a little bit of a long one. This one's a couple minutes. Bomb speech. The what? CM Punk thing. Oh, the pipe bomb. All right. All right. Obi-John. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's entry uh, into Martha Gildner quotes the classics. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Martha Gildner quotes the classics with your host, Martha Gildner. Second favorite host on the show. Maverick, you've just done an incredibly brave thing. What you should have done was land your plane. You don't own that plane. The taxpayers do. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You've been busted. You've lost your qualifications as section leader three times. Put in hack twice. By me. With a history of high-speed passes over five air-controlled towers and one admiral's daughter. And you, asshole, you're lucky to be here. Thank you, sir. And let's not bullshit, Maverick. Your family name ain't the best in the Navy. Don't we really ever understand why? It's never really discussed in the movie. I mean, your dad got shot down and all. We don't really know why that's bad. You know, it just is. I guess it adds to the mystique of your character. Well, who knows? Anyway, you need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other guy. Now, what is it with you? Just want to serve my country. Be the best fighter pilot in Navy, sir. Don't screw around with me, Maverick. You're ahead of an instinctive pilot. Maybe too good. I'd like to bust your butt, but I can't. I've got another problem here. I've got to send someone from this squadron to Miramar. i, I got to do something here. I, I, I still can't believe it. I've got to give you your dream shot. I'm going to send you up against the best. You two characters are going to Top Gun. For five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You were number two. Colonel was number one. Colonel lost it, turning his wings. You guys are number one. But you remember one thing. You screw up just this much, and you'll be flying a cargo plane for the rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Yes, sir. <laughs> that is all. You can tell me about the mix some other time. Gentlemen. Good luck, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This has been 
another episode of Martha Gilmer Quotes the Classics with Martha Gilmer. Every week, Fantastic. every week continues to just one up and one up and one up herself. I love the non sequiturs too. When, uh, when she just gets, you know, goes <laughs> off on a tangent. Yeah. Just, I don't really understand. I guess it adds mystique to your character. She with... does raise a good point about right? that line from Top Gun though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you again to, uh, Martha Gildner and, um, you know, if uh, there's there's any other listeners that think that they can uh, contribute high quality content like that, uh, it might be featured on the show. So send it to uh, iheartstamos at gmail dot com. Just we specifically like mean jail mail. Oh yeah, we yeah. We we're, we're overdue for jail. Do, do you think it's time to put out the official plea for more jail mail? Allow me. Okay, go ahead, please. Guys, I've been featured in stories. I've been featured in letters. <laughs> I am a I am apparently just welcomed home to hell at some point later down the line. Guys, we want more jail mail. I don't want bullshit jail mail. I don't want, like, if you're not in jail, please still write to us, but don't put the header as jail mail. You're an inmate, and for some reason they give you internet access, and for some other fucking reason you <laughs> have led yourself to this podcast. Yeah. Send jail mail. We might we might be the only podcast that uses the hashtag jail mail, so that might be how they find us. Um, I also want to go back real quick uh, because I still have uh, I, I pulled up uh, the last jail mail that we had, and um, I just want it noted. Uh, and I quote: um, uh, "Koran has anti fans who are jealous of the attention the Koran stories and pictures get in here." Some pictures have been labeled as contraband because they have been doctored, unless Koran has posed for gay porn internet sites. And inmates fight over their nighttime use. There you go. So if you can, uh, if you are incarcerated in one of our nation's fine prisons. The public ones, not the private ones. Yeah, oh yeah, no, we don't, we don't like private prisons. Um, but if you are part of America's fine penal system, and uh, you want to contribute to jail mail, uh, just send us an email at uh, iheartstamos at gmail.com because uh, uh, that's the thing is is sometimes there, there's a way to tell. Sometimes we get emails that say that they're jail mail and they're not because they don't come with the header that says, you know, the following electronic correspondence has been sent by an inmate at whatever correctional facility. So um, you can weed those out. Like it, it, they're easy to weed out. So if you are actually in prison, Send us some jail mail. Oh, and since we're talking jail mail, I have to say big ups and hello to my boy, Apple. <laughs> you just don't want to be stabbed. Somewhere. I just hope it's nowhere close to where I live. You just don't want to be stabbed. And I understand that because I feel the same way. I don't want to be stabbed. All right, let's take it home and uh, wrap up this show with our last topic. Yeah, this one was mine, wasn't it? Yeah, Sorry. it was. I was going to say, uh, taint mine, so I'm not going to introduce it. Julian got pissy about mine, so we're saving that for next week. Oh, yeah, he did get upset. He did. A few weeks ago, we did a topic of um, direct-to-video sequels, which uh, is something I watched recently. Definitely 
begged the question and the conversation of what are the worst direct-to-video sequels. Good God, there has been some trash. I was researching for this topic, and I decided to just go ahead and throw Disney out the window. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a whole separate listener. Yeah, um, I feel like we could do an entire episode on shitty Disney direct-to-DVD sequels. Well, that's, and... that's where our, the last topic was good direct-to-video movies, because there's there's <laughs> so much shit out there. We thought yep. let's focus on what's actually good, because there's a much smaller and more manageable number of good direct-to-video movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but this week, we're following Koran into that massive sea of shit that is the direct-to-video sequel market. Because <sighs> it's hard, honestly, it's harder to pick worse, because there's so many. Yep. Like, I oh. feel like we were all picking from about the same maybe 12 movies for our best-of list, and now we're all like, hey, there's a billion of them. It's now. an embarrassment of riches for shitty direct-to-video sequels. One way to put it, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do low-hanging fruit first, and All right. this is not going to be my pick, but what inspired and kind of helped me come up with this topic was watching Leprechaun Returns, because uh, it's not good. Yeah, the direct-to-TV um, sequel. Uh, much, oh, yeah, much... Sorry, I'd say, are, are we including streaming, or are we literally doing direct-to-home work? Uh, no, I think streaming's okay. I think streaming's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like TV, like like because like the Leprechaun movie was it premiered on Sci-Fi. Oh well. So it was made by an outside company. Like it wasn't made by Sci-Fi, but that okay. was where it premiered. So there's a topic we need: is best Sci-Fi original? Oh. Sorry, best worst Sci-Fi. Yeah, original? there you go. That's Least that's better. Worst Sci-Fi original. No, least worst. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think that's how you have to phrase it. Yeah. One with uh, low hanging fruit for the first one, and going with uh, American Psycho two. Ooh, yeah, not good. Mila Kunis and um, Shatner are the stars of it, and they take all the ambiguity of the first movie, and she's just obsessed with the idea of Patrick Bateman. They. they or a female Patrick Bateman. No, she no, she has none of the intrigue or interest that Patrick Bateman had. She's banging a college professor who's old enough to be her grandfather because it's William fucking Shatner. <laughs> the the review I saw of it online says not scary, not funny, not intelligent, and only fanboys of Mila Kunis and possibly maybe Shatner will find this even worse than Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Ugh. It's it's really fucking terrible. Yeah, I can't even really, like, I could go into detail about it because I, I had the unfortunate task of watching it. Am and I wrong, or was was that one of those where it was originally supposed to be a different movie, and then they just piggybacked off American Psycho? 99% sure that was the case. Okay, okay. And instead of just being obsessed with serial killer culture, they were like, holy shit, Americans like this so hot right now. Yeah. And fuck it, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. It's true. It's, it's, it's bad. It, it well deserves a place on this list. Yep. 
Well earned. Who's next? I'll go. Um, I know we've all talked about it. Uh, how do you go from, you know, a fresh, unique take on a tired genre, on a tired subgenre, and it works out so well, to a sequel so many years later, so bad. That's right. Looking at you, Deep Blue Sea 2. That was number one on my list. Right? Horrible, 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 horrible. That could just be the rest of my review. It's just horrible, is... horrible. Here's what pisses me off about Deep Blue Sea 2. At least American Psycho 2 is telling a story that's new. Yeah. Deep Blue Sea 2 is literally just the same plot of Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, it, it might as well just be called Deep Blue Sea because it has no connection to the first one really at all. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just such a waste. Goddamn, those colored corridors. <laughs> Where you could tell they clearly only had the budget for one flooded corridor so yep. they just changed the light scheme. So if you're on floor one, it's red, and if you're on floor two, it's blue or whatever the color scheme was. It's the same hallway yep so you end up watching people sort of like wade through that same hallway for a good half the movie yeah they have one set yep there's one hallway set it's it that's it um yeah it's it's terrible it doesn't have any of the fun cleverness that deep blue sea the original has uh the shark genre subgenre has is certainly tired since Deep Blue Sea, but was pretty tired beforehand. And Deep Blue Sea took a a worn out, awful, well overdone genre and and breathed new life into it and made it fun again. It wasn't necessarily a great movie, but it was so much fun. It's a self aware movie. Yeah. Oh, and and, and that's it's, it's yeah. It's one of uh, two movies, uh, you know, LL Cool J survives two horror movies uh, in a row with uh, H2O and this and Deep Blue Sea. Um, so it, it's it's cutting edge uh, in, in many ways. But uh, yeah, the sequel is just an abomination and should be ashamed of even carrying the same name as yeah, Deep like Blue it Sea. Doesn't, it brings nothing new in. No, uh, at all. It, it, and that's what was fun about Deep Blue Sea is it, you could argue how new it was, but it took Jaws and partnered it with Jurassic Park, and there you go. Yeah, it's... You took something kind of tired and had been done before, take it with something else, and you, you know, it was new enough, it was like it felt new and Yeah, and it, it was, had a cast was... that was just way above the caliber of yeah. the world. Yeah, it was Jaws on steroids with uh, the Punisher and LL Cool J. How could you go and, wrong? Uh, <laughs> and Mace Windu. Right. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. For yeah. a minute. Just, yeah. Uh, Spoilers. Mace Windu for for 15 minutes, maybe. But he's in there for a, a decent... Yeah, he's in there for like the first third of it, maybe. Act and a half. Yeah, <laughs> ish. But yeah, uh, like, fun. Deep Blue Sea's And even that, fun. like, his death is amazing in that movie. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like if nothing else, that movie is known for that death scene, and then so that's that's part of why the sequel made my list is it's such a heartbreaking fall from the first movie where mm -hmm. 
the second one is just it's not even like it pales in comparison like it's just a it's a miscarriage of justice to have it be called deep blue sea yeah they took the same script uh but a tenth of the budget and tried to do the same thing yeah give it my pick thumbs down we're gonna talk about how far a movie franchise can drop from one movie to the next uh and if we're gonna talk about movies hurt but god damn did it work so beautifully um, let's take a sci-fi movie that is big, bombastic. It knows it is a schlock B movie that somehow got an A movie budget, uh, spent it in all the right places. It's just a campy, corny, cheesy, the greatest movie ever made if you're a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. I'm, of course, talking about Starship Troopers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it has giant guns and spaceships and titties and big bugs and <laughs> explosions and gore and just, yeah, it's everything Brown. you want. Yes. <laughs> Airship Troopers 2. The tone of my voice yet. So let's take <laughs> the big, loud, bombastic, hurrah, kill em all uh, action movie that is Starship Troopers. And let's pull a reverse alien. Let's go from being the big, loud action movie being the slow, quiet, dark, deliberately paced horror movie. Uh, yeah, Starship Troopers. It, it, it introduces the, this new kind of bug that can get into your brain and take over. So essentially, you end up with Starship Troopers, The Thing. Only not as good as either of those movies. Uh, it's just got a bad no-name cast. There's, it's if you're signing up or if you think you're getting more of the same from Starship Troopers to Starship Troopers Two, you're wrong. They tried to pull the alien thing and, and reverse the, you know, flip the genre. Instead of being an action movie, will be a horror movie. It doesn't work the other way. Uh, it, it, you know, alien pulled it off, going from horror to action. Starship Troopers did not pull it off. They went very quickly, went back to the big, loud, bombastic action move for the third one, uh, but we won't talk about it. Yeah. Pick, because that movie fucking sucks. Yeah, it's trash. It's one of the first movies I can remember being not just like disappointed or let down or upset, but like I was actively mad at this movie. Like, I took this back to the video store because that's how long ago. And I was just like, this was terrible. Don't tell people to rent it. <laughs> it Actively it tell people to put it angry. back. <laughs> that hasn't happened that I can recall. Like, it's Starship Troopers 2 and uh, The Predator are the, ones, <laughs> like, the movies I recall like being actively pissed off at. All right. Ah, I just ah, I dropped my phone. And it has my notes. Oh. So... I've got to talk about um, a movie that I never thought I would enjoy. Positively, absolutely thought I would hate. And I think a lot of guys around our age range thought they would as well when it came out. And it's about like a group of like those who think they're better than everyone was so fucking funny. It was written by Tina Fey. It had Tim Meadows in it. 
Uh, I'm talking about Mean Girls. And ah. I un- unashamedly love Mean Girls. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, Peacock, what's the line I always say? Get in the car, we're going shopping? Ah. Also true, but no, I was going to say it's better than it has any right to be. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> oh, uh, that's no. also true. Um, <laughs> I love ginger snaps. Um, I do love ginger snaps. Uh, but did did either of you know the TV sequel? What? There is legitimately a Mean Girls two that has no one. Wow. No one from the original in it. And, you know, obviously Tina Fey didn't have anything to do with it. I, no one returned. Of course, why the fuck would they? It's Mean Girls too. Did so Tim Meadows return? Rights to the name. <laughs> Tim Meadows will work for a ham sandwich. Less than a ham sandwich. If you cut the crusts off, he doesn't even care. <laughs> oh, that's sad. For Tim Meadows. <laughs> Don't you pour one out for Tim Meadows. yeah i mean it was just one of those things where it's like god like i'm gonna just take the movie out back and shoot it yeah does it have any story connection to the one or i don't even think so okay i just it yeah it's a thing that exists yeah you can't it's and I'm sorry that I like now, but yeah. Well, nine out of ten critics agree it's a movie. <laughs> so at least it's got that going for it. It's probably better than Clown House. Oh, take that back, you son of a bitch! <laughs> no, we. You should take your copy of Clown House back. <laughs> because you paid money for that. I see. That's the thing. I don't have a copy of it. Good. I didn't buy it yet. Because uh, oh, <laughs> I need to. Well, that's the plan. Is I need to buy one copy and then burn a lot of copies and then replace all of the other copies uh, of other movies with Clown House. I know what yeah. someone's getting at Scarefest. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming to get you. Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> um. Oh shit! All right, I got one more. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, we just lost power. Are you guys still there? Hello? 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 Alright, let me try this. Did I... Hey. Sorry, we lost power here. It is it is thundering real real bad. Hello. Buddy. Buddy.
Hello. Why can't I start a voice call? Hello? 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 Hey! Maybe? Hello? Buddy? 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 Mm. Mm. Oh, I guess I didn't have to do that. Hello? Let's try this. Hello? Hey. Hey. Hey, hey sorry. Hey. Yeah, we, uh, no, we, we, we have a real bad thunder and lightning here. And, uh, our power, we lost power for a second. Oh, it was in your house beware of dog all over again uh so sorry that was my bad uh totally lost power but i think we're back now i think the stream got knocked offline but i'm still recording everything so we're still good all right. well uh, kids if you had lightning storm knocked <laughs> out power on your ticket uh, it's your week yeah so uh we've reconnected i think we're going to be coming back online on the stream here in a minute but uh yeah i think we're back now so yeah if you had lightning strike on your ticket um you're you're this week's big wiener um uh, so yeah about that. no no it's totally my fault uh so uh but i have one more yes go please um so if i told you the cast of this movie was robert patrick danny trejo tiffany amber Thiessen, bruce campbell among okay, others man. you would probably think well damn that's probably a really good movie Unless, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, I'm also thinking, God, this is from the 90s. Yeah, uh, 1999. Um, unless that movie is uh, Dusk Till Dawn 2, Texas Blood Money. Movie fucking sucks. Which Bruce Campbell was in that? For like 10 seconds in the beginning. Okay. He's an elevator guy in the beginning. Um, okay. Yeah, he's not, he's not like, uh, he's not good. He's not, he's not, he's good, but he's like in it for a minute. Um, gotcha. But, uh, but yeah, you have uh, a, a pretty good cast like a solid cast i would give that a solid cast when you list off those people like yeah. they're 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 kind of like cheesy actors but i mean they're good uh following up a pretty successful cult hit movie yeah um so you have something that really kind of doesn't really tie into the first one at all it kind of loosely does i mean it's not as bad as the third one but yeah. yeah, um and you try and uh wrap in some mythology really loosely. Um yeah, it sucks butt. And not in the good way that you pay extra for in a bar from a stranger. <laughs> like it's bad. Yeah. It's real yeah. real bad. So what yeah. happens when you don't have Rodriguez and Tarantino behind it. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's what happens when your director is Scott Spiegel. Written and directed by Scott Spiegel. You suck. And I'm sorry, uh, reviewer who says not nearly as bad as people say it is. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, that movie sucks on ice. Yeah, 
I remember the third one being pretty bad, but yeah. still liking it better because it at least had something kind of new, where it's like a western. Yeah. It ends up being like a prequel, technically. Yeah, they jump around the timeline a whole lot. I think they just could not figure out what they wanted to do with. They knew they had a the name on, but... that would that would get people to pick it up off the rental shelf. Yep, that's, uh, that's all they knew. Hey, I love that one with Clooney. Let's get this one. Yep. Jesus Christ! Do you know what else this guy directed? <laughs> what? What was that? Yeah, what did he direct? Hostel 3. Oh, God. <sighs> was, no, 2 is one that has the girls, right? Yeah. And I have no recollection of 3. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen 3, but it's got to be terrible. Well, that should tell you yeah. how much faith they had in it right there. Gosh, yeah, this guy sucks. All right. His movie sucks. Wow. Yep. All right, then. I'm going to bring it home. Do it. Bring it home, baby. So this is weird because this franchise exists predominantly in the direct-to-video category. Yet, somehow, personal opinion, they managed to make at least the first three pretty good. At least worth a watch good, I'll say. Uh, They even did the whole set one back in the Old West thing, and it worked out okay. Um, it wasn't until you hit Tremors 5 oh. that the franchise took a steep dive downhill. And I'm talking we had the first movie, two, three, four, a TV series, and then five, uh, which is just terrible. Uh, stupid yeah. storyline. And then you think, okay, well, clearly they're out of steam now. They're done. They've, they've they have beaten this dead horse till there's nothing left. But no, they crapped out a six. <laughs> and six hits so bad it's good territory almost because like it's supposed to be tremors in the Arctic. So literally I watched it because I'm like, all right, that's enough of a gimmick. I'll watch it. Like that's that I've not I have not seen tremors in this snow. I will I will give them credit for doing something different. Okay, let's watch this. And guess what? It sucks. Snowflake in that entire movie. No, it's it's the <laughs> desert with a blue white filter to look like snow. Oh, that's that's just lazy. Like I said, it hits so bad it's good territory. Uh, they try to cram in a a legacy character who's the daughter of um, her name Kevin Bacon movie. Yeah, um, but it's oh my god, they're bad. Like I recommend if you enjoy the first Tremors movie, watch two, three, and four watch the tv show because it's really fun i cannot recommend five and six uh so it's weird because apparently like you'd think like i said most of these movies uh most of the tremor series is direct to video but i guess they didn't quite hit that slump until movie number five Uh, yeah anaconda hit that way earlier (laughs) yeah Wait, is it three or four that has Hasselhoff? I think three. That okay, okay, the hunt for go. Blood Orchid or something like that, or that was the second one, Bloodline or something like that. Uh, one of them is just god awful. Uh, just trash. They're just trash. But sometimes they're like Lake Placid and oh, uh, those dropped off quick. Yeah. Uh, w- real quick. Koran's pick kind of jogged my memory on this one. This is one of those why even bother sequels. There's a Christmas story too. Ugh. 
where Ralphie is like 16 now and he really wants a car. Fuck <laughs> off. Yep. He just wants to drive around, man. Yep, there you go. Just wants um, to drive around and stick his tongue on light poles. All that needs to be said about that movie. My honorable mention goes to uh, for the original Sandlot because I think they made like three or four of them. Yes, they did. Yeah, they made too many. Just cap it at the first one, man. Yep. But hey, when you get the rights to that movie that did well, you've got that name that'll, like I said, people will pick up your movie off the, you know, the shelf for that. Or, you know, okay, I guess, and then modern nomenclature, it's the, they'll stop scrolling and hit play on that. We lost Flanagan again. Did we? Okay. Did we no, lose there is. No, I'm here. I'm here. It says you dropped out of the call. No, I'm here. I'm back from the dead, asshole. Fucking <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Deepest With that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like... Now that, now that I know you're here... Back in time to, to bring it home. Where's the out-of-time... Uh, the out-of-time uh, musical interlude here? Because uh, I think our studio time is about up. That's it. I'm going to work on getting a better copy of that, too, because I know where I can get a better copy. And uh, so, maybe by or next week... God shuts us down again. Yeah, jeez. God hates our podcast. That should have been what we called it. <laughs> God hates this episode. Uh. Oh, whoops, sorry. We're just going to play it over and over again, I guess. I'm just going to keep playing it. I just hit back. That's stuck on a loop, yeah. Yeah, now that... Uh, um, did, I ever, did I ever play you the... Uh, just real quick. Did I ever play you what I was going to play uh, when we were doing... Remember when we used to, in the show's infancy, when we had weekly nerd news? Yeah. And uh, and John would come on. Obi John would come on and, and give us the news. Did I ever play you the uh, the the what I had for an opening for the news? I don't recall. Uh, this the, the, this is what I had for the news, and I thought it was really funny uh, because, of course, you would only be reporting on stuff that really happened. But uh, I had this. In a world where owning a radio was strictly forbidden, one man found a way to bring good news to his people. John. He made it up. And we just would pretend that you made up news, and it would be really funny. I don't know. It's... If I if I had heard of that, I would have made up at least one fake it's, news story. There's like well, yeah, one thing in it. Like like you would have you know four or five news stories, and then you'd make one of them up, and we'd try and have the thing like figure out which can one's I, fake. Can I confess now? Yeah. The whole Joseph Gordon Lovett Fraggle Rock movie. Yeah, I made that up, man. I Did, made that up. Oh, I hope that's I hope that's not true. <laughs> it's not true, but it might as well. Be. <laughs> oh, sad times. Sad times. Chris now has his balls free. He can get in on this. <laughs> now I'm just playing all the sound library that I have now in here. That uh, all the Marthas and uh, all this stuff. Um, that's about it. All right, then. Thank you yeah. for listening along. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to let you take it home. Oh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for putting up with all of our shenanigans and goings on. Tom Foolery and hijinks. Yeah, but our shenanigans is fun hearted. <laughs> Enter the imaginarium.com. Get your tickets now. We'll be there Saturday the 12th. Send to we'll be there all weekend. But... Yes. Join the Just the Tip Club. 
I don't know what else. Give us stuff, whatever. Email us at iheartstamos at gmail.com. Whatever. Get out of here, tiny brains. We're done. <laughs>